Welcome to the Uncovered Legacy Podcast, where storytelling is not just left at the kitchen table. Many of us walk through life leaving a silent legacy, but I am here to change that by keeping those stories alive. Each tale will allow us to learn, discover, listen, and remember. I am your host, Curtis Burke. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to this recap episode of the Uncovered Legacy podcast. My name is Erin Abalon, and I've returned to talk to Curtis about some of the guests we've met this season, some of the things he's learned from their stories and their legacies, and what we can expect from season two. Hi, Curtis. How you doing, Erin? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for coming on Uncovered Legacy and interviewing me today. I really appreciate that. Welcome back. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. So you have season one, one season in the books mm-hmm. with some interesting guests who had a lot of interesting stories to tell. Overall, how do you think season one went? I actually think it went better than planned. I had a lot of concerns in the beginning of being a new podcaster and not knowing what to expect. A lot of research on how to interview people, what questions to ask them, and I was not sure if I was going to get the quality of guests that I was looking for, but it actually came natural. Um, I had several people reach out to me and ask me to be on on the podcast, and the people who I reached out to were extremely open to it and excited about it, sharing their story. So it was great. It sounds like you had a mix of what you wanted to cover this season. It seems like you did. What was it about the season's guests' legacies that you wanted to highlight them? That's interesting because I knew I wanted a mix. I didn't want the same stories being told because there are so many different stories out there, right? And I wanted different races, genders, nationalities, and and ethnic groups, and even different levels of education. And so I wanted a pool of different people. Like I was happy to get several people on there with PhDs, medical degrees, veterinarian, entrepreneurs, actors, you name it. I felt like I had a good range of that. I also felt like I wanted to make sure that I was able to tell people stories who weren't living. That was important for me to, but also tell the stories of people who had who were alive and could tell their own stories. That was very important to me to make sure. And like one particular episode with my father, the barber, he was talking about his father's legacy and how that impacted him. So that was important for me to explore. Okay. Tell me something about each episode that stood out to you. It's so many things that stood out to me with, with each episode. I learned a lot, but I will say for Tyran's episode, it's about strength and forgiveness. I can't imagine being in his place and and the things that he is doing now and taking his business to the next level of Mm -hmm. um, reborn resilient. And also with Tyrand, his was the first episode out the gate and it is impacting so many people. When I tell you, I have people to this day who are still contacting me about his story and his resilience and his will to live. Uh, Dr. Callie Harris, I've known her since high school, which she said middle school, but (laughs) where she is now and where she's going is just she never saw herself being on TV as an ABC on Pooch Perfect, thinking that being a veterinarian would take her there. 
Renee's grandma's yellow suitcase, just it's a beautiful story. And I have a soft spot for elders. Again, my grandmother's 103 now. And so anytime I hear stories about that and how she's honoring all four of them, her grandmother is in her, her late husband. That's it's a beautiful story. Um, my father, the barber, Steve Ellis, I have a lot of respect for the fact that he is combining medicine and a family barbershop to make people aware of the vaccine is something that's like an aha moment. You never would have thought those two. That's where people are saving lives at the barbershop, but it should be where they're saving lives. So that was something that was extremely mm-hmm. interesting. And, and you never would have thought that, but it makes sense. Right. Amy's, I was nervous interviewing Amy, to be honest with you. I really felt, because I have a lot of respect for her. She's knowledgeable in the industry. But Mm -hmm. I realized that her class is more than just an acting class. It really does help you be okay with the path that you're going down and and what you want to do in your life. Um, The episode with Dr. Harold Foley, his drive as an entrepreneur and and dealing with real estate, real estate is something that I think most people would want to do in some form or fashion. But I was not familiar with the commercial side and how he built that company from the ground up in just a legacy that he has with the doctors and and his family was extraordinary. Um, The Power Within, Andrea's. I really enjoyed listening to her story. I I went to college, Andrea, but we didn't know each other in college, but she really has. She started from the bottom and she is on her way up. And the fact that she Mm -hmm. has two companies is something that is really rare. And she has a, a, a company for a men's beer line and she's starting a new company, Apothecare. Um, do it afraid the episode with Dr. Devana. I had never met a scientist. And the fact that she had a learning disability and overcame that and is still dealing with it. Right. I don't know if you ever knew anybody with um, dyslexia Dyslexia before. I I hadn't. Mm -hmm. And so I may have, but I was unaware of it. And so her story was fascinating to hear the obstacles that she went through. And the fact that you don't have to be an A student is somebody's listening to that. I wasn't an A student and that you still can go above and beyond and with Jeff and Jennifer's story, I I was nervous asking them as well because you never know when you're going to offend people or how they're going to receive it. But I felt complete, if that makes sense, by hearing mm-hmm. their story and their journey. They're such a lovely, beautiful, powerful Christian couple. And I was honored to have them and to trust me with telling their journey in life. And all of them stood out in different ways and all of them have helped me grow. Mm-hmm. I noticed that there seemed to be some themes around social issues, especially dealing with race. Mm-hmm. In My Father the Barber, Steve Ellis talks about trap medicine and how important that is, especially within the Black community. And in Grandma's Yellow Suitcase, Renee Pena talks about not learning Spanish on mm-hmm. and her family calling themselves Spanish instead of Mexican. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that intentional? Were there any common themes that you wanted to focus on or were these things important for you to touch on? They were all important for me to touch on, but they kind of fell in place. It just Into kind place. of mm-hmm. right, organically just happened. Um, I learned even more going back to Grandma's Yellow Suitcase. I didn't realize how that situation for them even happened. In the show, 
you know, she touched on it, but we didn't go into detail. I didn't know that they were pretty much incorporated by the U.S. Right. Talking about where she was from and how mm-hmm. that had been part of Mexico before and how the lines were sort of drawn right. on right. them instead of them moving. They exactly. got moved, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that was such an important story because I didn't know that story of mm-hmm. how um, I know a lot of history when you're dealing with Black Americans, but I was unfamiliar with the experience of Latin America and the things that they were suppressed in the things that they went through. And so it was really interesting for me how how Spanish was not culturally welcome, but now it is and how society made them feel less than. It was really interesting. Yeah. And a lot of those stories came up just through them talking about another story, a different story, something that wasn't even intentional for for you to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked a little bit offline about the pacing of season one as a whole with lighter or more uplifting stories being used as kind of a tonal change between the more serious episodes we talked about Tyran Jackson's. And Mm -hmm. um, do you expect to cover a wide range of stories again, moving forward emotionally? Will you continue to try to run the gambit of all sorts of stories being told? I do. And I want to make sure that what I learned from season one is that it's good to you can't just place stories wherever you want to place them. They have to be placed just because I may interview someone doesn't mean that that episode will go in that order. So you have to make sure that people have a palate in and are able to digest all of the information that you're saying. So that's why, for instance, I, I would have never placed the path right after I did Tyran's episode. I like the fact that, um, especially with like Amy Linden's The Linden Effect, that mm-hmm. one was about an entrepreneur. And I, I did have, I would say, four of them right together that had entrepreneurs, but different types. I had a, a barber who was an entrepreneur. I had a, an acting coach who was also an actress. I have a, um, when you talk about Dr. Harold, he, he has a PhD, but he's also an entrepreneur and dealing with commercial real estate. And then you have Andrea Polk, The Power Within, how she's an entrepreneur and self-made as well. So those are all self-made stories, but they're all different stories and they all have their own different paths of where they came from and where they are today. Well, something that I wondered about as I listened to all of these people's stories was what about your own story? Mm -hmm. Do you plan to tell it maybe next season? That's a good question. Not next season. I will say it won't be next season, but I'm working on that. And everything that I said in our official introduction episode, I meant that I wanted to tell parts of my own story. But what I will be doing season two is I will be interviewing family members. Okay. um, A cousin or two. So that will be an introduction more of our own family legacies and the path that many of us have taken or not taken. So that is the introduction, I would say, of letting you know a little more about my own family. I have a cousin that I probably will be interviewing on my on my mom's side. And so that's, to answer your question, yes, but I'm hoping to go in more detail in season three. Okay. And the stories that you're going to be telling about your family, they'll be standalone individual stories or are they things that will be intertwined? Will anybody cross paths or are they just different parts of your family, different people? Different parts of the family, different people, how we met. It's still their story, but because we're related, it's our story in a way, but it's still Mm -hmm. 
their story, if, if that makes sense. Um, I want to understand how and why people chose different paths and how they got to be who they are today. And so I think it is important for me to introduce family branches and how that all affects all of us. Well, besides being beginning to be introduced to your story, what else can everybody expect from season two of Uncovered Legacy? Season two will be more of the same. I feel like because we only did, it was 10 episodes, but nine Mm -hmm. interviews, right? That's not enough. There are so many more people that have stories that need to be told, which are similar, but different in their own respect. So I feel like season one, it, it just did not have enough time to tell all those stories. And so it will be more of the same, but through a different lens. Okay. And when can season two be expected? October. So I'm, I want the launch to be the beginning of October, the end of September for season two. I don't want people to wait too long. I want to keep the excitement going and the adrenaline of wanting more. And what I learned from season one is that these stories are all great stories that have impacted everybody. Do you think that it'll be a weekly, monthly? Do you know how often you'll be telling these stories? Weekly. So it'd be um, every week an episode should be released, hopefully, knock on wood. And that's what I pretty much did for season one, except for a couple of times there were a couple of gaps. But I wanted I want to keep the adrenaline. I want to build off of season one and the excitement of the show. Well, I look forward to whatever next season has in store. Thank you so much for sharing these stories of all of these people and providing them a platform for them to be shared. Well, I'm thankful for them for even allowing me to to have a platform without them, any of the guests. I would not have been able to complete season one. And every single guest that I had, I was extremely grateful and humble that they took a chance on me because they could have chosen anybody to share their legacy with in their their stories. And I was very happy with all of the guests. And it's scary when you ask people to be on your show and they're trusting you with their stories. And I I don't take that for granted. 